I'm just going to talk to you for a minute and we'll be the intro. Did you take offence on Sunday when I said that Stone and Mia are a bit similar? Because your face, your reaction, you were like, uh-uh, don't say shit like that. A little bit, but I do see it myself. Yeah. But I did get a little bit offended. Because Mia's got like that same kind of speech. Yeah, yeah. And that same kind of banter about her. Yeah, yeah, she has. Like, you yes. need to hold that down. Like, know, <laughs> you need to pull her to one side and be like, listen, girl, can I have this? I've already, I've already said it to her. So, Leanne? Yeah. Pregnant? Yeah. Did you, did you see how that went down? No. What happened? So, Chanel went up to Leanne, okay. said hello when she yeah. arrived. Then, coach was like, Leanne, do you remember Lewis? I was like, she was like, yeah, yeah, I remember. I said, yeah, nice to see you. Give her a hug. Mm. And then she went back talking to Chanel. And I went, that's nice. Leanne's pregnant. And he went, no. I was like, I'm pretty sure she's pregnant. He's like, why do you think she's pregnant? I goes, I, like, bear in mind, what was Did I, I tell you? No. Oh. I didn't know you. I didn't even know you knew the way she was like. Yeah. I haven't told no one, right? She so, threw me under the bus after. So, so I told coach, right? And coach was like, Leanne, are you pregnant? And she's like, Yeah. I was gonna tell you, like, how do you know? She, Look, he just told me. <laughs> She was like, how did you know? I was like, I don't know. I just gave you a hug. I thought you were pregnant. Oh, shit. She was like, what? I said, yeah. I've... And it's weird, bro, because I haven't seen her in years. She don't really yeah, look yeah, much yeah. different to the last time I saw her. Yeah. But I was just like, yeah, I've, I just got that vibe, like pregnant vibe. I don't oh, know, wow. man. I'm like a... You know those people that can find water in the desert? <laughs> I find a pregnant woman in a crowd. <laughs> oh, dear. So just to, just to recap, um, no, let's, let's introduce. Let's introduce. Well, let's, let's just, we can scrap this bit. You can cut this bit off. No, I'm cleaning it. Let's go. All right, all right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another wonderful episode of the No Great Areas podcast. I'm Lewis. I'm Denny. And in, in the studio with us today, we are joined by... Melissa. If you all heard that. Uh, so, yeah, basically, throughout the, the course of this episode, we're going to try to, to coax out some information and get, and get some enlightenment on, yeah. some, on some issues. But before that, what have you been up to, then? Um... Uh, other than work and the boring stuff, last weekend you were a humble guest of the inaugural Den Fest. Um, so I started my own little mini festival slash my daughter's 18th birthday. Less control on the festival side of it. Um, I thought it went well. Had good feedback. Everyone seemed to enjoy themselves. Your guests were trash though, bro. Scummed a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just a small thing, all friends and family, but it went down well. Um, I enjoyed myself. A lot of people, like, obviously, because it was, like, good friends and family, um, people were helping me, like, sort out food and all of that. So, yeah, it was a lot more relaxed. I was a lot more relaxed than I thought I would be. That's good, man. So, yeah, it was good. We got caught playing that bloody... What do you call that game? <laughs> What's the time install? That's what I call that the game. craziest thing. Somehow, What's the time install became the highlight of this festival. A friend of mine started playing it with his kid, who's about 10. And in about 10 minutes, I looked over and there was... About three people left sitting around the table. Yeah, everyone else, everyone was, else was joining in this game. And it was the most bizarre thing. I think I've got a few pictures because generally you just associate that game with kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were going a bit too and, seriously. Yeah, everyone was Nick, really Nick was serious. on fire. Yeah. He was like shaking his bum and everything, like <laughs> trying to give hints which one I'm going to say. So, yeah, no, it was good. It was good, though. Well, well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Do you know what? I had, uh, I had a bit... Annoyance yesterday, so I've been putting off servicing my car. But it just I don't take it to the garage because there's no point. Like it doesn't help my resale value on the car that much. Um, so I thought, sorry, I'll just do it myself. Plus four charge silly money to service. It's like two hundred and fifty quid, and they're not even going to do everything. So I thought I'll just do it myself. And in the process of doing it, 
I smashed the front of my car. Oh shit! I got uh, I've got ramps that you obviously drive the car up. And for some reason, I'm sure I've driven up these ramps before, but maybe I drove up the other way because my, my driveway's on a little bit of a slant. So maybe I put the ramps in an awkward position, but as I drove up, I ripped the bottom of my front of my bumper off, the, off my car. Oh, shit. And that was, just, that was just the start of, like, catastrophe after catastrophe. <sighs> like, I was, getting, I was getting so tired. Bear in mind, I was doing this yesterday. It was hot as hell. Mm. I finished it off today. But I started it yesterday. And at one point, I started to put the oil back in my engine. And as I was pouring this oil in, I just went, I haven't put the sump plug back in. So what I'm doing right now, and I'm, I was still pouring, I was like, I'm just pouring oil on my driveway. Oh, <laughs> so, so I just covered my driveway, I put about two litres of oil on my driveway. Shit. I was not happy. And then even mm. today, today, I was like trying to clean it up. And I just, yeah. But yeah, at least it's done. Yeah. It's done. Yeah, good, good, good. I'm finished. So yeah, that's me. What have you been up to, Melissa? Oh my God, I've been working from home. Just been doing nothing. Did, did you go away recently or something? Yeah, I just come back from Marrakesh last week. Nice. Yeah. How was it? I don't like it at all. It was it was like it was like going into a place that was displaying this kind of false culture for um, tourism, and you're just watching people who basically colonise the place come back and colonise it with their tourism. It's just a bunch of French people just basically taking over and. You've got these Moroccans dancing around for them, so I just didn't like it. Oh. Okay, you didn't like any of the experience at all? We just got scammed, like oh. after, just scammed again and again over the smallest of things. We just thought we'd get bitten once, but we just got bitten like constantly. Every excursion we did, it was just people ripping us off and scamming us and lying and kind of just left a bit of taste. Isn't that the standard thing though, when you go to yeah, there was some countries? there was some like really bitter undertone though to oh, okay. Morocco like as opposed to um it's like that in Turkey as well but it just didn't have this kind of depth of I don't know like brutality but people are just not that bothered they'll do that to you and they'll just won't there isn't any sort of deep niceness to them at all yeah. I mean I'm not saying that about everyone we've got a few nice people but generally what I mean is like the undertone is quite negative yeah. funnily enough one of our friends Hisham so Hisham's Moroccan right? yeah he went to Turkey, and his press, his feedback on it was almost like the same as what you just said about Turkey. He's like, I hate it. I'd never go back there. The people there are filthed. And he's a guy like he went on really hard. I was thinking, damn man, I've been to Turkey. It was fine. Everyone was nice. <laughs> I was like, I learned a little bit of Turkish before I went. I said merhaba, nasilsin, teşekkürler. <laughs> you know, people went, ah, oh, this pasty dude's making an effort. And everyone was nice to me, but at least I assume that's what it was. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like getting ripped off when you go abroad is kind of like to be getting ripped though. off is like yeah, it's, it's on you, isn't it? Getting ripped off, but when you're getting scammed, it's a bit different. What's the difference between getting ripped off and getting scammed? But well, so someone charging you too much and you not realizing that's right, getting okay. ripped off. Getting scammed is when they just don't it's like fraud, like they don't right, give you what okay. you're actually owed. Yeah, that's that kind of thing. That does not sound good. Does not sound good at all. But it does happen. Like, thing is, I just I was telling you the other day that my friend came back from holiday and suddenly mm. her cards were cloned. People calling up her card company, saying how uh, getting her memorable data changed. Like they had everything. That was a serious. And she just got back from where did she go? I think she just got back. Actually, 
she just got back from Antalya, Turkey. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're pretty sure it was someone out there that, that managed to get all her information. <laughs> so maybe there's something to it, maybe. Although... Of course, there's definitely something to it. I know, that can be our rant for, for the week. <laughs> our rant for the week can be that Morocco and Turkey are trash. <laughs> and no, they don't say that. Why not? They need their tourist industry to thrive so they can survive. Yeah, but certain things like... Was it last year? You had those two teen. They weren't even teenagers. They were like uh, university students. They got decapitated in Morocco, didn't they? Do you remember that? That doesn't define Morocco. No, but it doesn't do any good for tourism. Like when I went to Turkey, it was when um, there was all that SHIT going on with Syria. Why? And it, like Turkey was like, you don't. No one was going to Turkey. I got flights proper cheap. I'd love it. I'll go anyway because I was like, nothing's really gonna happen. Yeah. And uh, and it was fine, but. You know, stuff like that. Even there was a stuff happening in uh, some South American country recently, where the the number of fatalities for American citizens oh it was, was uh, higher. It was the, the Dominican Republic is it Dominican Republic? Caribbean? Yeah, yeah. And that's is there's only like a few more instances than normal. Yeah. But just because the perception of it, tourism's are dead yeah, now. Yeah. It's it's had a really bad and impact. That's their. That's their like American to Dominican Republic that's like their biggest tourism market as well yeah my a, a friend of mine a group of about 15 of them were going to go okay and they all cancelled and went to Mexico or they, they booked to go to Mexico I'm sorry man they're a bunch of pussies well, like, take like, the discount you're going to get discount right because yeah. no one else is going enjoy that yeah. <laughs> right yeah. use it to have a bloody good time while you're out there yeah. The thing is, well, most of these places I know particularly Dominican Republic it's all like these all inclusive resorts as well isn't it so it's most of the time, people don't really veer too much unless they go on excursions and things like that. So, when you travel, do you go all inclusive? Do you just like try and try and kind of sample as much of the local area as you can? Yeah, I don't like that all inclusive shit. Why are you in a different country? What's the point? See, it's, I think like, I feel like it's a very English thing to do like, go, to go all inclusive. Yeah, I get it. I get it sometimes. I mean, I think. When I, people I know who do it, I rarely do it, I've, I haven't done it for like years and years, but people I know who do it, when I'm talking to them, they, they tend to be like working it out, I'm like, oh, how much is food going to cost me, how much is drink going to cost me, how much is plus accommodation, and if it works, reason, it works out reasonably, then they do it, if not, they don't. But I think it does restrict you to where you are going to eat and where you are going to be and things like that. Mm. But, if you're the type of person to be like, okay, I know it's available in a hotel for free, but I'm still going to go and check things. If if not, because you've spent a lot more on it, then you're stuck in a hotel. Yeah. Yeah, you are completely restricted from, you can't do an excursion because you're going to be out all day. So you can't mm. see the country. You're not there to see the country. Yeah, because you'll kind of go, well, I don't want to buy food while I'm out because yeah. I've got this free food here. Yeah. See, I always get breakfast when, when I travel. Mm-hmm. I'll always get breakfast because that way, at least you know, you can just... Like I can eat breakfast and not eat again for the rest of the day happily. See, do you know me. why I get breakfast? Because you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> I get breakfast as an incentive to make sure I get up early. Oh, okay, fair enough. It incentivizes me because like, well, I pay for that. I've got to get up and use it. The thing is, I'm up early. The thing is, you, you may not know this, but Denny has a reputation for sleeping while on holiday. In fact, I've yeah. been on two, three holidays with Denny. Three. And Denny has slept through most of them. Like, it wasn't too bad on the last one. You missed out on a lot. Especially Dubai... Yeah, not the, you were no, sleeping. No, you didn't go jet skiing. You didn't go jet skiing because I did go jet skiing. No, you didn't, bro. I did. What do you think I was dreaming about while I was sleeping? <laughs>
but, uh, no, I missed that but yeah, no. To be fair, you were good in you were good in Los Angeles. You managed yeah. to keep yourself awake. Except you crashed on the last day. I felt like you just couldn't do it anymore. You're like, no, I have to get an early night. Oh yeah, I did get. An I early despise night, yeah. that when people yeah. want to sleep early on holiday. I can't get. I don't get. But then he loves it. Oh, in fact, every person that that I've been introduced to, like a friend of Denny's, <laughs> they've they've all made reference to him sleeping a lot. I swear, my guy's got narcolepsy, like some twisted kind of narcolepsy, it just builds up. But, I think uh, my life's just too busy at home, so when I get away, I just want to, just uninterrupted, sleep so, and relax. So you're, you're one of those, really, you're like the perfect candidate for all-inclusive? Because like, um, you yeah, just want to sleep yeah, and relax yeah. and eat the food in the hotel and don't go nowhere and don't do nothing, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Fair enough. So I'll, I'll get breakfast, and I'll, I'll try and, like, the worst thing you can do is go to, like, tourist restaurants, because yeah. the food there is crap and it's always overpriced. Yeah. So like in um in Rome, for example, like around the Colosseum, there's like one good restaurant and fifteen other restaurants that would just rip you off and give you crap food. But if you go like ten minutes down the road, you go yeah. over to the other side of the river, more kind of towards the Vatican, but not the touristy side of the Vatican. My my thing is find a, a restaurant where no one speaks English and you're good. Because if they speak English yeah, it's for yeah, a reason, yeah. right? If they don't speak English, good. You need to make your way. You're in yeah. a foreign country. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. Speak Roman. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm off to Paris on the weekend, actually. Why would you do that to yourself? I like I love I like Paris, you know. What the, really the like ghetto it. on the outside? No, no. Or the no. ghetto on the inside? <laughs> I've only ever been to the central bit, so yeah, I'm doing that. Okay. For the weekend. So are you Are you nice. training in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, training? yeah, getting the train. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, have, yeah. have you ever been to Paris? Yeah. Did you train it in or did you drive it? Flight. You flew in. Okay, yeah, that is an option too. <laughs> <laughs> so I drove in and just based on what I saw on the drive in, yeah. I won't be going to Paris again. There's a huge ghetto. Yeah, yeah, there is. there is. Massive. Yeah. And for people to like have to live like that, yeah. right next to like one of the biggest metropol- metropolitan cities in the world, yeah. like I, I just can't agree with it. I'm like, why am I going there? Yeah. And generally, even though the Bolivon pour français, we, no, I can I can get by in French. Still, like obviously, people know you're not you're not French. Yeah, you get. <laughs> See, I never it's get. Like, I always hear that. La merde. But I never. Like, I've been like huh? three times, and I never ever get that. Salpeton is you dirty bitch. Okay. I never get that vibe of like. You get treated like. Yeah, generally the experience that I've had when I, like yeah. gen. To be honest, most of the times I've gone to, to Paris, it's been for tournaments. Right. But even if you speak to, like, for example, coach, right? Whenever we go abroad, I'm the guy. I'll sort out transport, I'll sort out hotels, I'll, I'll sort out how we're going to get from here to there, where we're going to go and eat. I'll do all of that because, yeah. like, I'll make an effort before I go anywhere to at least have a basic grasp of where is, how much, you know, table for this many people, whatever I can, right. I can learn, right? So I'll get a little bit. And that way, generally speaking, whenever you go to another country, people go, oh, let's make an effort. Let's be nice to this guy. But in France... You shouldn't go expecting it. You should be like, it's a bonus if someone treats you nice in France or in Paris. Because in Belgium... don't expect it. In Belgium, obviously they speak Flemish and they speak French as well. I speak French in Belgium. They love it. They go, that's great. It's fantastic. And I've been to Belgium like four or five times. Every time I go, everyone's like, yes. I never ever like. As I said, I've been to France a few times, and I'm, I've I've just 
to me, it hasn't been any different from going anywhere else with regards to how people act towards me. Do you know what it is? My white privilege does not extend to Paris. <laughs> Everywhere else in the world, be. I'm good. The French are like, take your privilege elsewhere. We've got enough of that right here. So yeah, um, but no, it's all good. It's all good. But pressing topics. Indeed. This is where we get a deaf silence because I should really just flow into it. Shall I flow into it? Let's flow into it. Okay. Into it. So, <laughs> Manasa, talk. Talk about what you... So, obviously, um, before before you came on today, just to, to let the people know, this is actually the second time Manasa's been on. Yeah. The first time we messed up. We, we recorded in a room that had a high ceiling and we overestimated our editing capabilities <laughs> that we could edit out the echo from the conversation. And it ended up being like two hours of wasted life. Yeah. So obviously I apologise profusely in the effort to get my mother back on. And then obviously press for, for topics to discuss. Now, weirdly enough, um, I've been asking for a long time. I've, I've been asking quite a few people to come on and talk about religion. Now, what we're going to talk about now is not necessarily directly religion. It's more people and their involvement or their use of in their particular circumstance. I feel like I'm going to butcher this. So rather than me butchering it, go. Okay. Um, it's a shame that the first time somebody's discussing religion on one of your podcasts, it's going to be negative because uh, I want to talk about hypocrisy in religion. And I don't mean the kind of hypocrisy that we, like general things like war and hate and bombing neighbouring countries. I mean more of day-to-day stuff because I don't sort of like to, I don't like to, use those kinds of examples to represent the population of religious people but when I talk about hypocrisy I just mean sort of the kinds of people that label themselves as a particular religion and then decide not to follow it by choice and by accepting who they are. Okay. So for example, do you want me to go into an example? Give, give, give. Um, for example, I come from a Muslim background. I don't like to label myself purely because I believe if you're going to label yourself a Muslim, then by definition, you consider yourself uh, to follow the Quran or you consider accepting the Quran. That's you by definition. Okay. And if I'm to do that, then I'm saying that what is written in the Quran is something I agree with. So I completely, I don't reject it. Even if I don't follow it, I'm not rejecting it as the truth or as correct or as what I should be doing whether or not I'm doing it so it's fine I don't believe it's wrong to be not following the Quran and believing in the Quran you might have some issues you might be weak or whatever it is you might not be able to that's not something I'm going to judge you on but when you claim to agree with it and then decide to live a different life and not consider yourself wrong for doing that or a hypocrite and then preach that religion then there's a problem then you're a hypocrite and then you don't make sense. And this desperate need or attachment to this label doesn't make sense to me. Okay. And that's generally what Muslims are like these days, or the majority of the people I meet. It's funny, like the, the way you explained it, I, I remember having a conversation, this was years ago with someone, and as I was talking to them, I thought to myself, this, this guy was like, uh, I'm not going to say he was being preachy, but his persona was kind of preachy. He's, like devout Muslim guy and I just thought like you don't actually have a personality of your own all your opinions are the opinions that you've found as expressed through the Quran like whenever you reference anything 
as your personal experience. You're not referencing your personal experience. You're saying, oh, in the Quran, it says this. In the Quran, it says that. And I was just like, I want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to the Quran. I would like, if I'm going to have a conversation. I don't, like, there are some people, maybe, maybe not, but my, my perception is you do get some Muslims who are like, like that. They're so embedded into it that they don't have much outside it. Does that make sense? Is that fair to say? Yeah, they, they don't, they, they believe they shouldn't be questioning things. They're under the impression that that's blasphemous to question things. And when actually in the Quran it says in many places, people are mocked for being ignorant. So, um, and the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, would uh, encourage his dis- uh, disciples to question him as much as they wanted. So, so, you know, I think it's just easier for some people not to question because it gives them a cleaner approach and it gives them, you can't really question them because they'll reference the Quran and what's wrong with that. So it's just a matter of living a safe life without understanding why you're doing things. Because understanding means digging and delving into the actual reasons as to why you're doing it and then eventually you might not even agree with it yourself, so you might be digging yourself a hole. That's interesting. I remember a friend um, uh, said once, we were at yours as a group of us, and he said very simple, but in, in the same sort of vein as that having knowledge is sometimes dangerous you know obviously that that saying knowledge is power yeah and he kind of said now i think having too much knowledge is dangerous because then you start thinking and pretty much backing what you just said um which i thought was interesting because that he didn't explain he didn't explain it much in uh he didn't go into it too much yeah yeah um But but hearing it from with what you've just said sort of adding context to it, I kind of understand it. Yeah, the issue, the thing is, what he was saying kind of goes against what you've just said. So he was basically saying, I want to live my life as close to my interpretation of Islam as I can. Yeah. If I do more research into it, I'm going to have to stop living my life the way I'm living it now. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. pretty sure if I get clarification, it's going to say what I'm doing is wrong. Yeah. And I don't want to get clarification I'd rather remain blissfully ignorant. And that's that ignorance. Which yeah. is, to my knowledge, like kind of anti-Islam in itself because you're kind of encouraged to seek the there's, truth. There's a limit. There's a there's a really good story um, that uh, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, it's from his time, it's like one of his stories. And it's about how a man, I'm not going to tell it exactly because I'm probably going to get it wrong, but how some he's asked, he asked somebody to go and get a, I don't know what animal it was he wanted to bring, him to bring back. And then he goes away to go and find it. You might have heard this. I was just um, thinking it's a goat. <laughs> it's I was like, that area, goat. that time, probably it's a goat. <laughs> eat. Anyway, so he goes off to get it and then he realises he doesn't know what size. So he comes back and says, what size? And then he, he, sa- he says, okay, well, this size, large or whatever. He goes back. <laughs> they come in sizes. <laughs> he goes back and says, oh, I don't know if he wants a male or a female. Goes back. And, and asks the colour, he keeps going back and he keeps listing out this detail on what this goat needs to look like. And he realises he can't find this particular goat. So he comes back and says, I couldn't find it. He said, so why didn't you go by the first instruction, which was just to go and find a goat? So you just dug yourself a hole. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, yeah. It's kind it's of deep. It's kind of deep. It's, I was just excited. You know what you're just going back to what you were saying before about... Um, that sort of hypocritical side of things do you find is that is it 
culturally influenced? Like, obviously, when you travel places um, to predominantly Muslim countries, do you find the same sort of hypocrisy, or is it being like maybe someone born in the UK and having sort of Western influences as well that makes them hypocritical, or do you find it no matter where you go, it tends to be? It's hard. It's hard to answer that, like as as the way you're asking it, because West has influenced everywhere. So I can't necessarily look at a place like, for example, Morocco, independent to Western, Western influence because it's influenced. So I can't say, okay, well, if they hadn't, let's suppose there wasn't any Western influence, would they have gone astray? I think that it's human nature to go astray, and um, regardless of them seeing. For instance, people living in the UK and drinking culture being really casual, then that being something easier for them to do and then becoming hypocrites because of it. Um, I reckon it's something that is within... Well, if you believe it, this is the thing about hypocrisy, if you truly internally believe it and accept it, then then you either, you either fo- don't follow it and say that I'm doing wrong or you follow it. Do you see what I mean? So the people who, I'm not saying these people um, should be stronger, that's up to them, I'm not going to be able to judge them on what they're doing right or wrong anyway, because I don't even label myself, but the fact that they, the fact that they claim to agree with what them doing something, sorry, they don't agree that they're doing anything wrong whilst preaching something that by definition says they shouldn't do that. Okay. I don't know if that was like, no, it doesn't. So, so, like from... For myself personally, I follow, I need to be very careful the way I say it as well, because even I have issues with the way people say things to do with their, their you know, association with certain religions, but I associate myself as more affiliated to Sikhism than any other religion. Right, okay. And it's not necessarily, I'm not, and again, like, I wouldn't say I'm a Sikh, predominantly, like, I don't follow any of the rules of Sikhi. Mm. You're supposed to keep your hair, you're supposed to follow the five Ks. Supposed to do seva, like um, seva is like to, to do charitable work within your community and stuff specifically, like based on your, your religious belief, whatever. Fine, I don't do those things, right? So, I would never, if someone says, Oh, what religion are you? I would never say I'm Sikh, mm-hmm. never, because I think, like, be a hypocrite if you say you're a Sikh. But, likewise, I had issues with my friends when I was younger because they'd wear a turban and then they'd shave their beard. And I'm like, Bro, why do you shave your beard if you're keeping your hair? They'd be like, bro, the, the bug, the turban, the bug is for mum and dad, isn't it? I shave for the girls. Why? And I was like, no, that's not right, mate. Like, that's, <laughs> that don't make sense. And even uh, when I went to India, we got up one morning, we were going to go to a temple. And I was like, I've been to temple many times, I knew the jewels fine. But we were going to go, I think we were going to go to the, the Golden Temple one day. And they were like, oh, no, no, we've got, we, we can't eat on the way there, can't eat meat. And I was like, What's, what do you mean you can't eat meat? Because obviously, you're not supposed to eat meat if you're a Sikh, innit? So we don't eat meat before we go to Gurdwara. Why? And I was like, okay, but you eat meat after you come out of the Gurdwara. Because yeah, it's all right then, innit? Because you're not going to go into the Gurdwara with meat in your system. And I was just like, okay, but you ate meat the night before. Do you think that stuff passes through your system that quickly? Yeah. Maybe it does in India, to be fair. <laughs> it passes quite quick. But, I was like, and apart from that, do you think Vahibruji doesn't see everything? Like your God, if if such a thing exists, omnipotent being sees all, knows all. Yeah. Knows you ate KFC last night, bruv. Why are you trying to chat like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. 
I'm coming for the month to the temple. I'll bow my head. I show respect to my religion. But really, I disobeyed it thoroughly last night because I drank alcohol and ate meat. So when like I take issue with people that that kind of proliferate that message of oh yeah, yeah you should do this, you should do that. That but, sounds to me like almost like that kind of when I'm out with my friends, my language is different to like when I'm speaking to my mum. You know, what I mean? when I'm in my mum's house, my language is on point, but I'm not going to swear. I'm not, or when I'm out outside. Yeah, but do you I'm preach honest. to your friends about how they should speak to their mum? Because no, really. that's kind of where it gets onto, right. right? Is that? So, yeah, but, but what I want to know is, are these guys um, doing it out of respect, or do they claim to believe it? Do they preach it? If I had, like, obviously, it's hard to speak on someone else's behalf, but the the way the the vibe I was getting was like they were going through a loophole. They were like, right, we got this loophole. <laughs> we're gonna okay. take advantage. Okay. Okay, we're all good now. We're not going to burn in hell because... So they believed in something, some kind of, that being some kind of sin otherwise. If they would have gone in ha- having had meat in their system, then they were actually sinning. But if not, then... Yeah, that was kind of the way... That's the problem. It's if it was them just trying to appease their parents by wearing this turban and, and then obviously getting away with shaving their beard, then, then, then fine, they're just trying to tick a box to make sure their parents aren't, you know, what, just to respect their parents. That's a whole different thing. But if they're truly believing that, that's where the hypocrisy is, where they actually believe that that's okay to, to carry on, like, preaching yeah. your religion and then actually believing that you're doing right by... I it's not so. the actual purpose of it. What is the purpose? The main... You know what? The thing that gets me the most is that what's the reason behind you actually trying to do this? What does that actually mean for you not having meat in your system? The reason that you're not supposed to eat meat is a, is for a particular reason that it, it works in all times of the year. It works in all times where, wherever you are in the world. So this particular point where you're just trying to get away with it, doesn't it doesn't count. It's like in Ramzan when people decide to wear a hijab. Just, just showing Ramzan makes no difference. It's supposed to be something that... If you're going to do it, you can yeah, do it. Yeah, all the time, yeah, because you believe that that's what's right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, again, like, it's difficult to speak on someone else's behalf. Which, well, using them as an example, even if it isn't exactly Of course, true. of course. But yeah, do you, did, did you grow up in like a religious house or something? I don't Not think. really. Um, I would say I was, like, my nan is Christian. I can't remember what denomination, I think Baptist, but I think now. Um, and my mum, I went to, I was like, I was exposed to a lot of uh, different branches of Christianity while growing up. And I guess if someone, I, like when people ask me what religion I am, I normally say, I don't particularly follow a religion. I was brought up Christianity, so a lot of my values are tied to that. But I think that's also, growing up in this country, a lot of my values are tied, are closely tied to Christianity, but I don't follow it. But again, one of the big reasons, I mean, I was always, I was always probably for like teaching and stuff, that annoying kid that would just always ask questions. And I remember like being like, I don't know, how old was I? I was in like little school. What would have been like around so that would have been sort of like middle school maybe year five year four and um i used to go to the church of england at st andrews in wilsden and um when we we're outside like after the priests were smoking and i was baffled because i'm like 
you're supposed to like, so I've just had, I've just put the body of Christ in me. I just drank his wine. This is supposed to be my temple and all this, but I know smoking's bad. So from very, very young, I always was kind of like, this is like, this don't make sense to me. And as you get older and you start being able to think about things, you know, even at that age, saying certain things like questioning too much, like you're going to get, I'll get in trouble. But um, as you get older and you're just more able to be independent, like nothing really like felt yeah, yeah, yeah like common sense enough for me to just go with it so yeah I'm, I've never really probably since I was about I'll probably say 15 okay never really 14 15 never really considered mm-hmm. myself as anything in particular so a friend of yours yeah I was talking to the other day had a, a moral dilemma in fact maybe you can have some insight on this this particular individual grew up in uh, grew up dad's Muslim, yeah. mum Sikh. Both parents practice their own religions. Yeah. Now recently, this individual has decided that, like, they wanted to stick more to their like Islamic side of the family. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's on that now. But alcohol is a powerful drug. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely know who you're talking yeah. about. Right. Obviously, <laughs> I'm not name dropping. Okay. Oh gosh! But it's it was weird because they're also saying like they only eat halal meat, and for me I'm like, you're gonna only eat halal meat, but you're gonna drink alcohol. Yeah, it doesn't really make much sense. Like, why why stick to halal meat and drink alcohol? Like, neither of them cancel. Like, they two don't cancel each other out. Though. They're two very different. Yeah, but you can't say, oh, I want to follow Islam, so I'm gonna eat halal meat. And then I'm gonna go and get pissed at the weekend. What I will say, that's I don't, I just don't get the. Do you know what it is? I've said that many times because I remember um, after after no name dropping. Yeah, I'll try. It's uh, it's eat when you're fasting for a month, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, literally <laughs> the day before it's like we gotta go out. I can't drink for a month. We gotta go out and rave out tonight, and I can't. And then the day after, it's like we gotta go out. I haven't been out to drink for a month. We've gotta go oh, out and yeah. rave it up. And I was like, "What's the reason you were fasting?" And she's telling me all this. I was like, "So, shouldn't you at least try and live this life? Like you haven't done it for thirty days. Surely the thirty-first day should be easier for you to sort of ease into a better lifestyle." And she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> like we're going out, and we went out. Oh dear. Yeah. It depends if you're trying to, if your intentions are to cleanse yourself for those 30 days and then sort of carry on with your life, just have a detox. Or if yeah. it was actually so that you can change the way you are for the future. But even that, like, that, that's kind of, that's, an, that's an, uh, like, again, um, something I've seen throughout my life, like, mm-hmm. people do when they, when they fast. And even that's always baffled me as well. So, growing up, did you like have lad mates that would be pretty much the same thing with drinking, but also with girls and stuff? Be all right. Yeah, so it's yeah. Eve next week, Wednesday, right? So next yeah. week, Thursday. Got to go yeah. up. <laughs> got to, you just got to go up. Right? Yeah. It's got to be done. Do you know if this person that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. They. This is like this, the answer is really like he wants to he wants to follow Islam because he's figured that he'd rather he or she has figured that they'd rather um, follow Islam or whatever. Maybe just like not burning hell. But no, no, I don't know <laughs> about that. I, I mean, like, they've considered that they they agree with a few things, a few values or whatever, 
Yeah. So why why the desperate need to label yourself a Muslim and then dig yourself this, uh, create this rule book for yourself that you have to then follow without following you're a hypocrite, right? So yeah. so why not um, yeah. do what you think is right and you and take values from your father's Sikh side and your mother's Muslim side, whatever. And because nobody has the same religion in reality, but we're desperate to have these labels, and that's why we're. And that's why we end up looking like hypocrites. The problem is that we all carry on living these lies. We're not bad people. These people, these friends of yours that went to, you know, um, went to India with you, they're not necessarily bad people, but they are allowing themselves to live a lie and then look like bad people. Why? Like it makes the people who do live true lives and admit that actually I'm not going to label myself a Muslim, uh, makes them look like shit people because they decided not to follow it because not because they're weak. But they're not following these all these moral values that you think are right, where because they believe something else is right. What do you mean when you said no one really? For, we all have different religions. This is what so, I yeah. was going to ask her to elaborate on yeah. as well. I know it, but I just want to. Okay, so so essentially, no one interprets anything the same way, and nobody follows. I don't believe that everybody aligns in any way, like completely. Right. Nobody can. You can never ever iron that out and say we're exactly the same we believe exactly the same things and in this situation if we were to decide what was morally right we would always say the same thing that's never the case so so how can you how can then you put yourself in this category that defines who you are and what you believe completely i mean you've got so you've got guidance that tells you what's right only when you agree with all of those principles that it's telling you are you should you be labeling yourself that Right, okay. At least so up until what you know it's telling you, because obviously majority of Muslims haven't even read the Quran or understand it or understand the translation to even know exactly what they're they're agreeing to believing in. So um, like I agree with the way you said that. It's very nice. It's good. Especially if you just think about something very simple, like colours for example, yeah. Men and women look at colours slightly differently. They see colours slightly differently. So I could look at a shade of green. And say that's this shade of green, whereas you could look at it and go, no, 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 stupid. That's not that shade. So if it's easy to get the difference of opinion on something so basic, obviously something quite nuanced, well, very nuanced, like like religion, is a lot easier to to start looking at yeah. different pathways. And I almost completely escaped my next thing that I was going to ask you, which is bait. I don't know why. I just had a brain fart. So uh, so yeah. <laughs> I suppose that was going to say to you like. Do you do, have have you come across similar things? Are you were brought up Catholic, so my mum was from a Catholic house. Yeah, my dad was brought up Protestant, despite wow. that his his dad was atheist, but his but his mum wasn't. Wow. So there was a little bit of conflict initially. Like my sisters went to Catholic school, they both had their Holy Communion, all that stuff. Me, no, my dad was like, no, 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 no. Not my boys. My boys aren't going for all that bullshit. So I wasn't I wasn't brought up Catholic at all. I was brought up I would I would like to say I was brought up Protestant, but I'd also like to acknowledge that that's bullshit because my parents didn't have a firm grasp of Christianity at all. So when I was like fourteen, I read the Old Testament, which is a really weird thing for a fourteen year old to do. Mm. I must have had far too much free time on my hands. But then I went to our local church had a chat with a priest and I had like loads of questions. I actually read a lot of the New Testament as well. Like for example, there's 14 years, I think it's 14 or 16 years of missing 
text on like the life of Jesus. Like he goes from yeah. finding out that he's the son of God to being in his thirties preaching about it. I'm yeah. like, how do you make that? What happened? Like he's the most important person in the whole religion, and you just let him disappear for fifteen years. No one wrote shit about him. No, like he didn't do anything of value to help us understand the like the meaning of creation in all those fifteen years. I could do something in five years that might be worth writing down, and nothing. Like just yeah, that's just how it was. So. That's what kind of led me to start asking questions about my own interpretation of my own religion, what religion really is. Yeah. Because, for, like, for me, if you take the word Allah, for example, okay, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, so you might have your own pathway of getting there. The issue is, like, in, in black and white text, there's so many ways that you can trip up on the way. Yeah. Why, why are you two looking at each Sorry, other? Mommy, there's, like, a bit of a gap, a gap but it'll be a while, so yeah. Is it? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. You, you are not very good at this job, Denny. I'll give you one <laughs> job, bro. You just got to record, that's it. You just have to hit record. I don't know what you're playing at. But, yeah. So, it, for, for me, it was a bit weird. And, again, like... I got different, so I went to a mosque, I got a weird vibe, didn't like it. Okay, and I can expand on that. I went to a synagogue, I got I got a weird vibe, didn't like it. I went to a mandir, it was alright. I went to a, uh, that, sorry? a mandir is a Hindu temple. Right. Uh, I went to a gurdwara and I kind of just felt very calm. Okay. And I was like, hmm, this is cool, I like this. And I just went and chilled at the gurdwara, like, Especially in my early mid twenties, I used to just go gurdwara. Like if I if I went somewhere, I'd find the local gurdwara, I'd go chill. That was it. So, but again, like I saw the bullshit in this, and it's weird because I think we we're talking before about the 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 kind of understanding of it, and it's it's very easy to say there's bullshit in all religions, but you're kind of missing the point, and that's that there's bullshit in people. Yeah. And f- like fundamentally, we're all flawed. Mm. But you know, then you're a little bit overweight, bro. But then if you think about that, <laughs> and your eyesight ain't twenty twenty, I don't don't like you going bald, bro. <laughs> I've done been bald for a long time. <laughs> don't worry, man. I'm joining you soon. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so no one's perfect, Denny. Jesus, <laughs> not even Jesus was perfect. But but I just find it I find it difficult to. To even accept that it's cool to like talk to someone else about your religion being right, because mm. as you said, like your religion is really just yours. Like, Personal. yeah, no one else has that exact same. They don't that's allow it. you. This that's is it. the thing that's the hardest. That religion should be personal, and that's why these things should could be easy. But they don't let people, society, and religion doesn't allow you uh, allow religion to be personal. Like, for example, I've always said this, like, I don't want to label myself, but I also don't want to take away Islam from, because it's who I am. I've been raised a Muslim, it's my background. So, you know, I'd rather not ever have to tell you what I am or, you know, tell you about my religion, unless you want to ask me what I believe about such a thing and I'll talk about it. When I went to um, Palestine in Jerusalem, I'll go um, to, sorry, the Masjid al-Aqsa compound. Could you just say that stuff again from Palestine? I went to Jerusalem. The bit after that? 
Mašti za laksa. Okay, I thought you said Al-Quds or something after that. Al-Quds, Jerusalem Al-Quds. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I went to the mosque. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the mosque yeah. in uh, Masjid al-Aqsa, which um, is a very holy site. And to get in, there's a lot of security, right? You know, obviously there's a lot of conflict, but in a lot of these holy sites around the world, um, there is a lot of security. And um, to get in, this is the first time I've ever had to do anything like this, but I had to prove I was a Muslim. And, and, I, and I didn't really understand what that meant. So, you know, like, what? How? How the hell do I prove I'm a Muslim? Or I don't even call myself a Muslim, but I want to go to that mosque. Like, I have the, I should have the right to go in there and and see it and actually enjoy it. So, you're one so of I those was people. like, so I was like, so do I have to become this hypocrite now who goes? In? So I was really at conflict with myself. I didn't know what the hell if I was doing the right thing or not by saying yes, I'm proving I'm a Muslim and wearing a scarf to get in that mosque because I had to had to be completely covered. Um, to their standards to get in yeah. and um and at the uh, at the entrance a guy stopped me and said are you muslim and i was just like yeah i am a muslim and um and he he asked me to prove it so i i recited the beginning of the quran i just recited the first ayah from the quran and um and then he said okay halfway through just let me go in and he was doing the same thing to other people as well was as i was walking around the compound at least five people I was only there for about two hours and at least five people stopped me and said are you Muslim and I just thought like yeah and I was eventually getting really really frustrated with that because I've never had to prove it so many times to people and and I thought wow if I wanted my religion to be personal to me I just couldn't it just couldn't be the case because people are going to drill me and ask me and ask me what it who are you what it, what is it that you believe why are you in the mosque and why are you praying like a Muslim can I ask, was there something about what you're wearing or the way that you looked that made people question, like, that you Well, I did one? question that too, because I was like, why are they asking me? I'm wearing a scarf, I'm wearing all the stuff they want me to wear, you know, because they even hand this skirt to you on your way in, so I'm not really wearing my own clothes anymore. Um, and obviously there's a lot of tourists there, and I don't, I do look Arab, right. perhaps that's why they question, are you a Muslim? I don't know. Well, okay. I don't know how many other people were experiencing this. I wasn't paying attention to other people. Okay. People were, some people were just paying attention to me to the point where my scarf dropped off for a second. Literally, it, within that second, a guy came or he was like from far away shouting me and pointing and saying, put it back on. Okay. So we, I was being watched or everyone was being watched. I don't know. But so it was an odd When experience. you say there were other tourists there, do you mean like, like my cousins? Tourists, or no, because only Muslims were allowed in, so there weren't a lot of white-looking people there. Okay. Mm. Okay, it's, it's interesting. Do you know, it's weird because, like, I still remember when I went to the, like the Golden Temple, which is obviously like the the most sacred site for Sikhs, right? They got no security. Re- like, it's not strict at all. We're talking about Palestine here. Of course, of course. But when you said, "Oh, there's a, uh, other religious yeah. sites around the world." Even, you know, remember when we went to, uh, was it Sheikh Azad, uh, the mosque? Yeah, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you have to, you had to cover up? Not cover up, um, they said, yes, I had, had I had a vest on. Yeah, and so did Sunny. And, and Sunny, and they, they just put me, like, more traditional. You had to robe up. Yeah. Some, some places. That was cool, I actually like that. They allow you to, allow some places to become a tourist site, 
but the, the Masjid al-Aqsa is not supposed to be a tourist site. They open it for one hour a day for non-Muslims to come and see it as tourists. But besides that, it's a holy site, it's a place where people pray. As soon as you open it up to tourists or make it a tourist site, it's some kind of museum. And actually, yeah, it's a place yeah. where people want to go and pray. Yeah. It's important to them. There are other there are other places like like Mecca. Um, to get into the mosque there, you have to be a Muslim. So those places are very important to Muslims on their pilgrimage. Why why would they allow tourists? So that kind of security makes sense there. There's another level in Palestine, which you can imagine. Um, but like the mosque that you just mentioned in Abu Dhabi is quite a tourist site and it's not that old and it's just people yeah, come yeah. and see it for its beauty yeah yeah very nice it was then, go ahead i was just gonna say also kind of you, the, the way you explain that kind of points out that not many other religions are that, that strict about their their religious like sites like obviously i've, I've walked through the vatican yeah yeah I've, you know go through st peter's basilica and stuff like that which is obviously for catholics mm. supposed to be the most sacred place and yet obviously that's open to the public yeah. pretty much like 80 percent of it um that's yeah there's, there's all, the, all the cathedrals are pretty much uh yeah open, they, to be fair like when i was in milan i went to a cathedral and there was a girl who was wearing like short shorts like denim short shorts that barely covered her ass and they were like no 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 senor no yeah. Disrespectful. yeah i mean it, it, it's weird but i mean i've never Having to wear certain things or de- depending on your dress. You look better it's... robed up, Danny. You did look better. <laughs> but it's not really, that's something that isn't just exclusive to religion anyway. There's a lot of places, like I know there's Caribbean islands that if you go into banks, you're not allowed to show your shoulders. There's there's like, that we might think, oh, that's odd, but there's actually quite a lot of dress codes. And is that because they're quite there. religious? But I know there are... Not particularly. So, so why? I, I, I don't know. I'm just like, okay, cool. That's what you want to do. Put my, I'll just do it. Yeah. I think it's just all about. I wouldn't be surprised if it's you know, um, they used to be a lot more religious, and some things have just kind of held down. But it's it's um, no, none of the places particularly religious I've been to where you have to abide by certain dress codes and things like that. Yeah. In Ghana, it was like that. We were told before we go that we need to be a little bit conservative, mm. like you you know like wearing hot pants the weather's hot enough for it but you know, you know it's just not normal so don't do it yeah yeah and people just dress a little bit more appropriate okay did you go to any mosques when you were in Ghana? yeah how did you find it right like just standard oh security wise there wasn't just... security okay yeah so because I've, I've been to like tanzania and kenya and for me it was like a culture shock because having like so growing up with a lot of Asian friends and stuff, I know like Pakistani guys who would never go into a gurdwara. They just wouldn't do it. I know you look at me like, you, obviously this is audio. I just got scowled at. Like, why wouldn't they do that? That's stupid. Mm. That's just. I I thought that was standard for like all Muslims. Like they ain't got Muslims don't go in other religious buildings. And the way that it being conveyed to me was like that. And even I know Sikhs who are like, I ain't going in no mosque ever. Again, like this, I saw this so much that I just thought it must be against your religion to go into the religious building. Of another, do you know what? Lesson. I think mm-hmm. I pretty much agree with that. Growing up around here, like, but it was there was that period, wasn't there, where there was a lot of rivalry between. Mate, I know a Christian guy who won't go into a church that's not from the denomination of Christianity that he follows. Really? He won't go into another, like, even on a holiday touristy thing. Yeah. Sort like 
the guy lives in Italy, he will never go to, to the Vatican. He won't do it because I don't believe in that. It's disrespectful to my religion to go in there. Which I think is incredibly ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. But I, because I saw it so much, I was like, that's just standard. Yeah. When I went to Kenya, everyone just goes like everyone just goes into everyone's religious buildings and just shows respect and you know does whatever and i was like oh okay maybe it's just like this just in africa everyone's like this yeah so that's why i asked that in ghana yeah you're right it's they integrate they go christians go to the mosque and muslims go to a church it's they just use a place of worship to worship okay and they they marry each other as well it's not even a thing does that not cause drama they, do you know what other places will kind of call them out on it yeah like apparently i don't know if i'm going to get this right but nigerians say that ghanaian muslims aren't proper muslims and bullshit like that but ghana's one of the places that's supposed to be the most peacefully religious inter- integrated places in the whole world i don't know if you've ever heard that I've before heard that, yeah yeah because yeah. the thing is kenya has a lot of issues from being neighbor to Somalia and stuff, you know, there's like terrorist attacks at Westgate Mall mm. and stuff like that back in the day. Yeah. Um, so there is obviously religious conflicts there. Uh, Tanzania, Uganda, they all have like similar issues. But I never really hear much going down. Yeah. Yeah. And even in Nigeria, there's huge conflict between the um, northern region, which is full of Muslims, and the yeah. southern. Yeah. When was it that, do you remember, this was like 2014 now, but there was Boko Haram kidnapped like 70 odd schoolgirls yeah in Nigeria right? Nigeria yeah right and that was because they were like these girls shouldn't be going to school yeah what does Boko Haram actually doesn't it mean like it's basically like teachings of the west is forbidden maybe it's basically loosely translated to something like that that's basically what that what that phrase means but do you know what for me that was an eye-opener as to how bad the new system is in England because I saw this thing unravel while I was actually in Italy on BBC News and then I came home and didn't see nothing about it for like two weeks. So I just assumed it had been dealt with. I was like, oh, literally, I remember thinking to myself, those girls must have been like rescued or something because it hasn't been on the news here. Mm. I must have just missed it in like the two days I got back. And then about three weeks later, 70-something school children were kidnapped in Nigeria. And I was yeah. like, this, was, this is old news. Like, I thought this was sorted, but our, our news system's just terrible. Yeah, It's not good. But the reason why I asked about the whole, like, intermarriage thing is because I know someone who sat down this is a, like a classic example of the hypocrisy so this girl sat down with a friend and explained to her friend that she shouldn't be marrying outside of her religion she's a Muslim she said okay Karen, Karen. No, no sorry we just we name dropped someone earlier and they're calling Denny now maybe they're listening <laughs> this ain't live though. this ain't live but um, but yeah so so they sat down in a pub whilst drinking beer and told their friend that they shouldn't get married to a non-Muslim because their kids would be non-Muslim and she'll be like diluting down the religion and you know what will your kids be they'll be half-breeds yeah they won't be Muslim they're not going to follow Islam the person that's saying this owed large sums of money to the person they were talking to because they got in gambling debt and the person they were talking to took out a personal loan so they could clear that person's get- like that's a good friend yeah. then he comes to me and goes bruv I need 15 G's I run up some silly debt at the casino. Can you take out a personal loan for me? That's that's what this person and the other person went later on. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that because that's that's haram. You're sitting in a pub drinking alcohol, yeah. talking to your friend yeah. about the virtues of your religion while you're sitting there in debt yeah. from gambling. Like 
you're not supposed to be in debt in Islam yeah. unless it's halal like type um, borrowing that you're doing and you're also not supposed to gamble so for me I was like I've got to write you off now as an individual I can't I can't find any grounds where I'm going to be able to respect you as a person if that's how you're going to speak to someone else yeah they've, they've all they've got left of themselves is the label literally they don't they don't follow any of it yet they're so attached to it this is what I mean they're attached to this label and they just want their kids to have that label and they want their spouse to have that label what is what does this even mean you're just living a complete lie and it's complicating everything Do you know the funny thing is that girl later on went to marry one of my cousins <laughs> I was like oh yeah husband gonna convert is he <laughs> And, and like, there's yeah, people yeah, converting he's... just to tick that box and yeah, yeah. or reverting. Oh, it's impossible to convert to Islam. I don't know if you knew that. No, That's not true, but yeah, okay. Some some Muslims might say that. Some Muslims too. would believe that. Apparently, everyone's born Muslim. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard that? Yeah. yeah. Have you um, have you heard of this app called Musmatch? This sounds like a Muslim dating app. Yeah, well, there's, there's an app called Muslimatch and apparently there's Jewish ones like it and yeah. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. Christian ones. Um, yeah. And my friend recently showed me, because she's on there, so I know so many people on this app, right? And it's just a new thing and it's totally acceptable, but whatever. I'm not judging them for wanting to find a partner on the dating app. But you're you're choosing this particular mus this there's plenty of others right that are general like yeah. Tinder or whatever but this one you've particularly chosen the one that's got mus match so everybody that joins it is a Muslim you have to be right because the person looking is also looking for a Muslim so you're choosing to find a Muslim on there right and on there they give you filters or you can on your profile select if you're if you drink if you yeah. don't drink. Um, a few other things like that. If you're practicing, that's fine. You're not practicing. Um, Premarital sex, yes. It should. It might as well say, "Do you believe in Islam?" Yes or no, as well. But yeah. you, you're allowed. So you're filtering out humanity on this app because you want just Muslims. Yet they're allowed to then be hypocritical and say that, "But I do drink." But I'm still a Muslim. But I do yeah. drink. So, so you're not just deciding to look at people in general. You're thinking that, but as long as they've got that. Label attached. Yeah. So this is something that's completely accepted in society. To be a hypocrite, it's futuristic. Okay. Because you're looking at this, and on top of it, you're dating, and you know what's going to happen on that dating app. Yeah. It's a, it's a dating app, and you're not supposed well, to be dating. So indeed. it's all a big hypocritical platform. Yeah. I've I've got I've got someone that I know very very well. Yeah. He's he's in his forties, twice divorced Muslim guy, and he was just linking up with girls on. Muslim dating apps yeah and he was just like they're all on it they're all on it like I thought that they'd all be religious like you know strict da, da, da. they were like first date so we're gonna go back to yours yeah. and I was like what and yeah. it's a shallow thing as well because it's faces everyone's judging you on that you're supposed to be Islamically humble but it's actually the way it's letting you find somebody is by looking at their it's, face and it's funny when it's funny when you said it because I thought the blokes just look at like hijabs just go yep I like the shape <laughs> of that one <laughs> the it's, it's just a complete joke oh dear it's, yeah it is a bit harsh do you know what um, so there's oh, definitely denominations of Christianity that are like you have to marry another person from this denomination of Christianity yeah I've definitely experienced that. Did you, did you, obviously, like, your family's not a religious, but did your my family... My sister's, my sister's married to a pastor. Did you, did you ever get that talk of, like, you need to marry this person, or this type of person? Nah, I never, you know. Um, 
I don't. My my. Nah, I never. My family's always been. Stop I've had cousins. With white chicks. <laughs> Have they ever been like, stop linking up with white chicks? <laughs> um, my my. Um, I say yes. No, they haven't. That. I've had a couple of cousins who are my age who, who used to say stuff, but in terms of the older people in my family, never. They've never, um, never, never okay. really had anything. That, and my family's not apart from my sister, um, who's quite religious. Yeah. Um, well, she's very religious. Um, no one, other people in my family, in my generation, the generation above me, aren't really very religious. Fair enough. Um, but just going back to talking about the sort of denominations and stuff like that. So my how I felt growing up when I look back on it is my mum used to use a different Christian denomination. I think I said this to you before. It's like a babysitting club. So when they would knock on the door and they'd be like, yeah, we have a Saturday school for Jehovah's Witness. Mum would go, okay, there you go, kids, you're off there. And okay. if it was Mormon, she'd be like, oh yeah, Mormon this week. <laughs> so I like loads about all the different ones. But even some of those things like um, Mormons, I remember how, how, how I was described because they don't have the cross. Yeah. They have, um, what do they have? They have, I think they use the Christian fish symbol and something else. But they're, they're, they're the, the um, what are they called? I can't remember what they're like, people who come around and knock on the doors called Elder. So it's like Elder John or whatever. So the Elder described it to me as, how he said it to me was, if your best friend was shot, are you going to keep a gun on the wall? And when I was little, like that made proper sense to me. So I was like, yeah, why do we have crosses? That don't make sense. Da -da 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 -da. And straight away I was like, yeah, that's stupid. That's, you know what I mean? When, when you saw like crosses sort of celebrated. So it's even weird. So even within, but they're still Christian. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. But there's still such fundamental differences, even between the different sort of denominations of it. Yeah. It's, I mean, obviously, even even uh, like Jehovah's Witness don't celebrate Christmas, don't celebrate birthdays. Um, obviously, certain Catholic things and certain things, but it's, it's, there's so many weird things. I mean, and then at the same time, like if I was Mormon, I think black people were only allowed to be uh, Mormon since the 1970s. What? Yeah, literally. <laughs> and then I found that out when I was older. So. Straight away, I was like, okay, well, that religion is trash. <laughs> so, or whatever denomination of it is. So, I think even within, like, within, like, under the um, umbrella of Christianity, there's there's so many conflicting views as it is. So, to try and follow it and say, I am Christian, is a kind of weird thing for me anyway. Do you see much of that in Islam? Like different denominations cussing each other out, or yeah, a lot. I come from a, I come from one that is completely outcasted and considered a gafir, which means non-believer. Okay. And they get persecuted. Different sects will get persecuted. Minority sects all around the world. So Do you ever like I... see any of that stuff firsthand? What stuff? Like people basically. Saying that you're not Muslim because yeah, of yeah. your oh, I've had that. denomination. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it will happen. It starts from school. You get people starting with that, and and obviously you're only supposed to marry within yours. Mm. Do you think that's influenced your view on like not labelling yourself and all this sort of stuff we're talking about? No, I think 
I think hypocrisy has influenced whether or not let what if I just considered them to be those sects to be different religions yeah. I'd land in the same place okay so I'd still be like well either way whether or not I can't choose a sect to fit into I don't even want to label myself a Muslim so I don't want to label myself anything so I don't think any of them exactly fit what I believe yeah there's there is even like obviously I'm, I'm not Muslim so I'll have a, a different perspective of it but like my the first time I ever even knew that Muslims cussed each other out like cross sects or however you want to say denominations of, of Islam was I was just watching a TV show and it was about like different types of British Muslims and this girl was talking to this guy like for days and then one of them suddenly one of them Shia and she says her denomination and he turns to her and goes you're kafir like you you're what, what do you mean and she was like yeah i am and he's like no no no, you're kafir you, you're not a believer i don't even know what you hear this girl like broke down in tears she's like i can't believe he said that about like she was quite strict about her religion as well mm-hmm. she she covered her hair and stuff she prayed five times a day she did a crime whatever and she like for her her religion was a big part of her personality and this guy just just like that just went no nah, you're not one of us and i was like oh shit that like i obviously in christianity it doesn't really happen like that like yeah. people just go oh you're not really doing it right you know you're mm, it's all right but it's not the best way to do it yeah. you should do it this way forget the fundamentals i've got i'll give you an example of when once like i had a colleague at work friend who kind of became like a we had a really friendly sort of brotherly relation i had a good relationship with him and um as soon as he found out I was from uh, the MD sect, um, which I knew he wasn't, because he just I just know who is an MD. If someone's MD, I'll pretty much figure it out. I don't know how. I don't know how it will happen. Like me and my pregnancy, while well, I'm looking just. No, it's just that it comes up. Some similarities will come up, and you'll be like, "Are you an MD?" And it'll be done. And plus, it's not huge anyway, so I might have seen them in the mosque or something. Or they won't be going to mosque with the same the, the the main people. So you'd be like, "Why aren't you going?" And then you'll figure it out. Anyway, this guy, as soon as he figured that I was an MD because I told him, because it came up in conversation, this wall just went up between us. Like we were the same people the day before, or the moment before he knew. We were the same people as we were after, but this wall just grew between us because we just were no longer brother and sister. We were, he, it's just this idea that I'm different. I was othered completely. I always knew he wasn't the same as me. But as soon as he found out I wasn't, it was just this whole, oh, like, I don't know, we don't, we just can't be accepting of another sect, even though you see my values, you know what I'm like, you know what I get up to, what kind of person I am. But yet this label now that I have has changed your view on me and you can't consider me the same person anymore. Yeah. Do you know, it kind of, there was something you said earlier about putting a label on yourself or choosing to identify. And I think now in in our generation what's going on now globally there's a lot of identity games being played by people like i don't even know if it's right to say games necessarily but people instead of necessarily belonging to a particular group or particular religion religion choose to just identify as that and it's something that you can like switch on switch off switch on switch off instead of being something that you necessarily have to have a firm commitment to that makes sense yeah but like the and and the first like the first time I saw it we were at a tournament in Germany and there's a guy on our team 
and uh, Denny knows him. I don't want to say his name just in okay. case it doesn't matter. But you, you'll probably get who it is. So he was like the generation before us. Why? There was two main guys. Oh yeah. He was the taller one. Okay. Like yeah. that. There you go. So we're at a tournament in Germany, and we're at a restaurant, and the kid next to him is only about twelve, and he was his pork ribs. This guy's Muslim. The kid next to him is eating pork ribs. No big deal. He said, pork ribs are incredibly messy. Wow. And this kid, as he's ripping the, the ribs apart, a little bit of that sauce flicks across, hits my teammate on his arm. This dude went nuts. I'm Muslim, don't you know? You can't do that shit. What the hell is wrong with you? You ought to take your food over, have a nap, and do this. He went, Matt, like, made a big deal out of it. More like, above. It's a kid. Yeah. Didn't know that, like, chill out, it's alright, it's alright. Anyway, later on that night, we all go back to the hotel. And this guy, along with a couple of guys, go, Lewis, we're going to go to the strip club. Now, I was 15, okay? And I was kind of scared. <laughs> but I also didn't want to bottle it, so I was like, alright, I guess we're going to go to the strip club then. We didn't go to the strip club. He took us to a brothel. I, I was like, it messed me up. We walked in, and it was a block of flats. At this point, I still, I'm like, what kind of strip club is this? I've never been to a strip club. I didn't know this is what they're like. There's a map of the world on the wall. And that map of the world is covered in numbers. So <coughs> if you like look at Thailand, number seven, you go to door number seven, there's a Thai girl at that door in her little room apartment thing. Right? And that's, so you literally like whatever your flavor is, you, you find that room or whatever. They got system. My guy, the one who was going off about the pork ribs, he was like a kid in Toys <laughs> R Us. He was going from door to door. And what made it, if I couldn't, as a 15 year old, yeah, like, so this was my first experience seeing like ladies of the night working with, however you want to say it, yeah. I don't know, right? And I was, I was like culture shocked the whole thing. I'm quite lucky I had that experience then, right? So, so for me, I'll tell you now, I saw like this stunningly beautiful woman. She's like South American or something. And I was just talking to her for a minute. And I was like, damn, man, she's really pretty. Like, if I was ever going to sleep with a working girl, that's the kind of working girl I'd probably sleep with. Just as I'm thinking that, this short, fat, stubby, bald guy who looks like he hasn't had a shower in four days, he's wiping sweat off his brow, like, proper, like, flicking off his hand. It's oh. disgusting, right? As he's walking past, he goes, Hey Gloria, how are you? And she's like, hi, and she knew his name as well. She's like, I'll see you later. I was like, thank you, God. <laughs> like, that's it, I'm good, yeah, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, my guy and his other friend, who's also Muslim, mm. they were literally like going into a room, coming out 10, 15, 20 minutes later. What was she like? Yeah, she's good. All right, I'll go in and have a go now. Wow. I'm like, how is it? Two hours ago, yeah. you're going off at this kid about eating pork. And yet now you're sleeping with hookers. Yeah. To put it bluntly. So, but he, that was his identity. That's how, he, like, he just identified himself as this guy and this is what he does. Mm. He doesn't eat meat. He's very preachy about his religion. But at night, he likes to go and spend his money. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it. I really didn't get it. But I would say this. There was someone who we were with at mm. this time. Can't say who it is, but again, I'll tell you later. There were women offering this guy a discount. They were offering him freebies, and he was like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'll see you later, I'll come back. 
They're like, come on, you sexy man, you sexy man. Come on. He's like, nah, 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 I'm good. Thank you very much. It was weird. Weird, wow. weird, weird situation. Those are always the types of people who judge the other people for then coming out and saying, actually, I'm not a Muslim or something like that. Yeah, I just, I thought it was a bit mad. And it's especially weird because I might be wrong here and I think you'd probably be the better person to correct me. Isn't it true that there's like different levels of hell in Islam? I'm not the right person to correct you. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google interpretations. it. Because to my knowledge, the like the worst level of hell is for hypocrites. There's, there's, a, there's many oh, different really? interpretations and there's also this idea that those levels will eventually reach, you reach heaven. So the further away you are from heaven, you're at a level, you're at the lowest level, the worst level of hell. And the closer you get, you can climb these levels and eventually get to heaven because everyone ends up in heaven after you've paid for your sins or something. Right. That's one interpretation. There's so many. One of the other things I have been baffled about when I've seen um, with some um, Muslim friends is when they smoke, they don't drink. Because it, yeah. and they smoke. That's because smoking tobacco wasn't really the like, or or you could again probably correct my bullshit. But to my knowledge, well, first of all, I actually spoke to a guy who taught Islamic studies at yeah. some London Institute, and he basically said to me, actually, alcohol wasn't originally forbidden in Islam. You were allowed to drink as long as you drank after you'd finished like your prayers for the evening. Right. But then people didn't control it they turn up to mosque in the morning drunk yeah. still from the night before so that's so, so then they ended up banning it right, but smoking okay. tobacco wasn't really the done thing in the Middle East back then apparently so that's what the reason the, the thing I've had is oh it's not it's not in, it doesn't it doesn't forbid it in the Quran doesn't yeah but you know it's damaging you like you're supposed to yeah. surely you're supposed to yeah. have this respect for your body yeah. like but they can get away that's like what it's that like loophole type of thing yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's a so basically I've just found a, a quote it says verily the hypocrites will be in the lowest depths of the fire no help will you find for them Nisa 4-145 so yeah basically hypocrites can't go to the lowest levels you've got to take the stairs no elevator for you <laughs> uh, so yeah but it's you know it's what do you do because for me yeah obviously I'm that guy I don't mind having arguments with people and I'll have them quite constructively but I've called people out on it before like I've said like, why are you calling yourself a Sikh if you don't understand Sikhi yeah like why do it and I've had conversations with people but well you know I was born up in a Sikh family so I'm Sikh naturally I'm like, you, that doesn't make you Sikh mm-hmm. what makes you Sikh is like following Sikhi you know doing Seva this, that, the other, yeah. following the five Ks. Isn't that though where we have the, the, the term practicing? We throw that in. Like, are you practicing yeah. this? Are you practicing yeah, but if you're not practicing, you're not following the religion. Yeah, but I'm so talking about in loose, loose language. That's kind of how we differentiate. Because I, I find that it's weird. Like, and it's almost, it's almost to a point of the luck of the draw of what land you're born on yeah. is going to determine. And and that's why I think, for me anyway, I say I follow. I don't say I am. Yeah, si- yeah. Is this it? When I was young, like I didn't really watch football much. Yeah. But everyone had to have a team, right? Yeah. When, you're, when you're a young lad, you have a team. So I'd say I follow Chelsea. People are like, who do you support? I don't support a team, but I follow Chelsea. Yeah. I don't buy their kits. I don't buy, go to their games. Yeah. 
you know, I'm not I'm not on the propaganda train for them to win, especially when I was a kid, they weren't winning anything anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, that's that's what I follow. I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, I'm this, I'm that, because I'm not. Yeah. You know, in their defence, it's not as simple as that. Don't defend them. <laughs> when you when you are raised as something, you don't have a choice because you're raised like that. Because your parents decided that for you. You have this attachment to that religion, and then to detach that label that you've had all your life, the way you define yourself, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, and you also have this love, this deep lo- love and respect for it. You'll defend it when you don't even know how to. Like you'll someone will say something absurd and they might sound right and you'll be like how do I find a way to prove them wrong even though what they said sounded right to you you're, you won't agree with it because it disagrees with what your religion says even though logically it makes sense you won't actually agree with it and it links to a lot of like your parents as well you want to appease your parents so you know you can't easily just it, it was a very difficult thing for me to do to come out and say actually it's still very difficult for me to say actually i don't consider myself a muslim it's the hardest thing to say to a fellow muslim and it will always be a difficult thing to really like make other people understand so these people are just not aware of themselves and they continue to live what we would call a lie but they might not even realize it to be a lie just yet and they're happy and often ignorance is bliss so that's the life they're living well, I went back to that, I think I said that at the beginning. Mm. I think that's made this come full circle. It has. I think I think it's a good time to talk about throwbacks. Actually, Denny, you yeah. need to give me something. Okay. You didn't do your new segment last week. Right. I'll give you it next week. No no no, you gotta give it to me today. I'll give it next week. No Denny, I'll no no no, you have to be accountable. Do you know what? I'm gonna let you off. Alright. Right. But All next right. week I'm just, we need to be professional, Denny. We do. We and you do. are you are letting the team down. <laughs> I will take on more. I'll hire someone. What do you want me to I'll do? I'll tell you what I will do though. I have come prepared with my song and my throwback film. Give it to me. And then. I'm going to start with my throwback film because without knowing what the topic was going to be today, yeah, it somehow links in. Okay. And my throwback film is All Dogs Go to Heaven. Okay. That was literally when I was driving up. Do you know that one? No, Denny. Okay. I don't watch kids' movies. <laughs> well, you must sound you know as a kids' movie. Because <laughs> it sounds like a kids' movie. It's a kids' movie. So, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Is it animated or is it oh, animated? Yeah, okay. yeah, back in um, maybe early 90s. Right. Um, and it was about a little girl and a dog. Um, and the dog was a bit of a. I can kind of think about it. It was a bit of a lady in a tramp ripple. The dog was a bit of a. Um, uh, like a street dog. Yeah, but she loved it, and he used to talk to her, and he said to her, "All dogs go to heaven." Yeah, that's weird. On that whole slightly different okay. throwback My song? throwback song is um, a song by a Tribe Called Quest called "Scenario Remix." Again, just pumping that on the way here. So that's my throwback track. That was one of Buster Rhymes's first big sort of breakout tracks, and he <laughs> featured on that. Okay, so that's my. Okay. Mine, mine aren't related at all. Okay. Just happened to be on last night. I thought this is a great, terrible movie. There's Tango and Cash. That's just a great, great movie. No, bro. It's a terrible movie. Kurt Russell dressed in drag. Do, do you want to like, He pulled his glasses down and blew a kiss and like used middle finger. Yeah. And I was like, no Should one figured out that's a... about that film. Go on. Me and my older brother 
for years. He come back and told me this. He's told me random facts. He, you know, like global warming. He would tell me like, if you if you if you go up to the ozone layer and you spray an aerosol can, the whole world will explode. So I, he would tell me these facts. He's like three years older than me, and I would go back and I would swear by them in school. And the teacher would be like, "No, Denny, no, no." Yeah. But, but my brother told me it's true, it's true. Anyway, so I got to put where I didn't believe him. He then turned around and said to me, "If you hang from an electric wire." and your feet don't touch the ground, you don't get electrocuted. So now I don't believe him. So forever, he's like, for ages, he's saying, yeah, it's true, it's true, and I'm saying, you don't, don't. And one of the first scenes in that movie, they're hanging for the electric wire, <laughs> and they, they basically talk about it, you're not earthed, etc. And um, yeah, it shut down that argument. So it's a great educational treasure. educational, that's why I said it's a great, great film. Fair enough. We can't put my song on Spotify because I don't think you'll be able to get it. What's it's uh, Jay-Z's remix of uh, It's a Hard Knock Life. Ah, but we won't see the original on there. Oh, you could put the original. Another. Okay, so my song is not related. I was listening to it on the way here. The Incredible General Lovey. you're listening and you don't follow us on the Instagram oh let's just do that again you can what did you did you cut out again did it no but let's just do it again just you are so trash what bit do we need to do again the whole let's thing just, let's just do the, the the throwbacks my god you better eat a bowl of dicks when you get home <laughs> what is wrong with you bruv it don't you have it normally, one job it normally carries on recording of course it does what did yeah. you do wrong have you plugged it into the mains it's, everything's plugged in I did warn you that time yeah so <laughs> here's, here's my thing right whenever we have technical issues it's normally Denny forgot to plug something in no everything's everything's working to the mains no less everything's working okay. it's just for some reason when it when it goes on when standby it comes, it's let's just do it's a quick thing right so Denny your throwbacks are my throwbacks are film yep all dogs go to heaven yep song Scenario Remix by Tribal Quest. Okay, and mine is Tango and Cash, and my song is uh, Hard Knock Life. Yeah, well, And my other's is... My song is Incredible by General Levy, yeah. and my film is City of God. I like how you said General Levy as if you weren't sure exactly how it's pronounced. No, I'm not. But you did well. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah. Um, have you cut us out again, did he? No. I swear to God. So anyway, if you are still hanging in there listening to us at this point after our gross incompetence, <laughs> right, please follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever. And if you if you listen to this and you don't follow, then you're a hypocrite. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and you go on burn. <laughs> so yeah, make sure you follow. I'm Lewis. I'm Denny. I'm Vanessa. And we are out. Thanks.